pray. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence in this place. We ask that you speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 10. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. When you pass through the rivers, I will, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I will give Egypt for your ransom and Cush and Sheba for your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I have loved you, because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will, gather, I will say to the north, give them up and to the south, do not hold back. Bring you my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed and made, lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and the people assemble. Which of their gods foretold this and proclaim to us the former things? Let them bring their witnesses to prove they were right so that others may hear and say it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, my servants whom I have chosen, hallelujah, so that you may know and believe and understand that I am he. Before me, no, before me, no God was formed, nor will there be any af one after me. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Today, for a few minutes, I want to talk on a subject that they gave, which is chosen for change. Is that okay? Chosen for change. So I am deviating a little bit from our theme of forgiveness to talk about chosen for change. Somebody say, I am chosen for change. <laughs> or say it like you mean it. Say, I am chosen for change. Now, God says that I have chosen these people. And see, when a choice is made, let me define what it means. The choice, chosen means the Chosen also means it is his prerogative. Chosen means that somebody has decided to make a choice. Hallelujah. Somebody has decided to make a choice. The choice by God means he has an alternative. I think I've said this in the past. If he is going to choose, you don't choose if you only have one option. If you have only one option, you take, isn't it? But if you are going to choose, then it means they are alternatives hallelujah 
That is why the scripture we read, it says that I will, cho- I will give Cush and Egypt for your stead. Which means that I, can, I could have chosen Egypt, I could have chosen Cush, but I've decided to give them up so that you will become my choice. Hallelujah. I've chosen you. Chosen means that it is his prerogative. As a prerogative means a special privilege or a right that is given to somebody of a high rank. So when you are a captain, when you are a major, you have some privileges. It's your prerogative to have certain things. And so God has decided, God has the choice, and God has made a choice, and he's decided to choose you. Amen. In Romans chapter 9, verse 30, it says, Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. God has decided to choose Jacob. Jacob was a supplanter. Jacob was a bad boy. Jacob was a thief. Jacob was a trickster, but God decided that I'm going to choose him. I'm going to choose Jacob. I like him. God has decided that in spite of your problems, in spite of who you are, in spite of your many mistakes, in spite of my many mistakes, he has decided to choose me. He's decided to choose you. Hallelujah. Chosen also means that there's a reason. Chosen means you don't choose a useless object. When you choose something, it's because you have a plan, a purpose for it. Hallelujah. We read in uh, the, the scripture, I think um, the guys read in First Peter 2, 9 and 10. It says that you are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you are not a people, he has given you mercy and he has chosen you. Amen. And the end of that passage is that so that you will spread the glory, you show for the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the choice that was made was because God wanted to show forth his glory. That is why he chose the ones he chose. Amen. making sense. God has made a choice. God has chosen you. How many of you know that God chose you? Amongst the many brothers and sisters and family members, he chose you to be the one that will represent him, the one that will show his glory, the one that will show his mercy. Are you with me? I I, I know, nobody needs to tell me, I know that I am God's choice. Amongst my many siblings, God has chosen me to show his glory. Not because I was the smartest, not because I was the best, not because I was less of a sinner than the rest, but because of his mercy. Hallelujah. Young people, you are chosen in this dark age, in this day and age where everything, sin is so rife. I mean, I pity young people today. Because when I was growing up, the sins that were around us were very, very, very difficult to assess. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. I, I mean, to, to, to get pornography, you have to go into the shop. And the, the, the magazines were at the very top. So you have to be of a certain height. To go there, and uh, because it's age 18 and over, if you get the magazine, you have to go and scale the, the whoever is, is selling the, 
the market, the news agent, and they'll ask you, what's your name? How old are you? Show me your ID that you are over 18. To get cigarettes, you have to go through the same thing. ID. To get a drink, alcohol. ID. Now, these days, you can sit in your room and do uh, what Amazon, and they will deliver everything to you. So I, 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 I am, I'm scared for teenagers today because what the, the, we had a sheltered, when I say we, some of us <laughs> had a very sheltered life. Don't ask my age. It's none of your business. But for you, it is very, very dark. And you see, the, Isaiah chapter 60 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. For the glory of God is risen upon you. For God has decided that in the darkest and in the blackest of the times, he has chosen you to be the light of the world. Ah, I don't think you understood what I said. He has chosen that you will show forth his glory. Even though times are hard. You are in dark. When there is gross darkness, that is when God's glory is shown. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says that uh, 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 the world was without form and void. And darkness covered the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God moved. And as soon as the spirit of God moved, the first thing that the Lord said, let there be light. And there was what? Light. But you know, this light was not the day or the night light. This light was a special light. Are you with me? This light was actually the glory of God. Because you need his glory for his power to come. I don't know whether you understood what I said. You need his glory for his power to descend. And in uh, Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that, verse 1, the Bible says, when the time of Pentecost had fully come, they were together in one place. They were seated in, in prayer and suddenly there came a sound of the right, rushing of a mighty wind that filled the whole place. And the Bible says, and clothing tongues of fire was divided upon each one's head. It was light that came upon them. The light was the beginning of the power that they had. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So the light that came was the glory of God. So you have been chosen to show forth his glory. I said you have been chosen to show forth his glory. God has decided that in this day and age, in this day of gross darkness, I am going to choose you. And I'm going to make sure that you become the light of this world. To be chosen means you are an instrument. Hallelujah. Do you know that every instrumentalist chooses his instrument? Some of the guitarists, you see, they have a beat-up guitar that looks all rusty, looks all rugged. rugged. But that's the favorite one. When they go to any special place, you give them a brand new guitar, they won't touch it because they haven't tried it. There are some drummers, they have some sticks. The sticks are half, half beaten and half dead, but that's what they like. You give them brand new sticks, they won't use. Why? Because that is their chosen and preferred instrument. Are you with me? 
they are, they are um, uh, singers, if they are going to sing, they'll choose the, the one keyboard player or one musician that they go everywhere with. Because if you give them another musician, they will not be comfortable. Why? Because somebody has put a guitar. Put the guitar up, let them see. So that is... You, you would have thought that somebody would use a better equipment than this. But this is their favorite. If you give them a brand new guitar, they won't use. Why? Because it's their chosen instrument. And as, as much as it's been beat up, it's been scratched, it looks torn, it looks tatty, that is his favorite choice. As much as you have been beat up, as much as you are ragged, as much as people will not look at you, and people will not prefer you, God has chosen you. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 says, See your calling. How not many wise after the flesh? How not many noble? But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confirm, to confound the wise. He's chosen the base of things of this world so that the, the, the excellence will not be in the thing, but will be in his glory. Are you understand what I'm saying? As beat up as you are, as uh, scratched as you are, as um, not looking very nice and not looking beautiful, you are his choice. Tell somebody I'm God's favorite choice. Or say it like you mean. Say, I'm God's favorite choice. Tell them that he chose me. Or say it like you mean. Say, he chose me. I don't know why, but he chose me. Ah, for for, for he, he chose me because he decided to adopt me. Um, if you have ever been to an orphanage and you see... Uh, Maybe like a pop star, music star. There's this, um, is it Angela Jolie or whatever. She, she goes to Africa somewhere, orphanage, and chooses a little girl. There are about hundreds of little girls. But she goes through and she chooses that one. Do you know that from that day, that girl's Financial problems have finished. They don't have they now they, she, they don't have accommodation problems. They don't have any financial worries anymore. In fact, the parent, the birth parent of that child, they would they wish that they, they can connect to the child, even though they abandoned the child. Why? Because from that day onwards, I saw a picture of one of these stars. The day she picked the two-year-old, and now the two-year-old is like a 20-year-old. And if you look at the before, the two-year-old, and the 20-year-old or whatever, the ages, the way the person looks, is because they were adopted. They were chosen. Ephesians chapter 1. They, they, they were chosen and they were beautified. Verse 4 says that just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption by the sons, as sons by Jesus himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. That means that he, it, he freely decided, that was his choice, his will, to, to, to the praise and the glory of his grace by which he made us 
accepted in the beloved. This poor girl, this girl in the orphanage is now going to live in Beverly Hills. He's not going to live with the rich and famous. He's not going to live in a mansion. This child is now going to go to the best schools. This child is going to have a special nanny whose only job is to look after the well-being of this child. When the child coughs, the, the, the nanny is there. Why? Because they have been adopted. In the orphanage, there are about three, four, five hundred children. If you are crying, nobody has time for you. Because they only have about five, ten, um, what's it called? Caretakers looking after three, four hundred children. So who cares about you crying? When you, you, you are tired, you stop because their person is overworked. They are looking after, but now they have one special, in fact, maybe two, three nannies for one child. One for your food, one for your bath, one for taking you for a walk. And when you are going for work, there are security guards following. As a chosen. You were in the orphanage. You were eating, you were begging to eat. But now, when they bring your food, the, 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 the chef will come and ask you, what do you fancy today? They'll bring you a menu. And you decide what you want to eat. Why? Because... You have been chosen. Did this girl do anything for the adoption? Did they have to win a beauty contest? Did they go? No, there was no interview. There was no beauty contest. There was nothing. It just, it just favor. His free will. Yeah, put that picture. So that was before. Can you see when they were, she was picked from the orphanage, and that is who she looks like now. Because she has been adopted. So she's now a daughter. Is it Angela Jolie? Angelina Jolie, whatever the name is. Are you understand what I'm saying? This girl did not do anything to attract this woman. There were over three, four hundred children she could have adopted, but she decided to adopt this one particular person. There were millions of people God could have adopted, but God decided to adapt you. I said there were millions of people God could have adapted, but he's decided you are his choice. Someone say, I am his choice. Or say like you mean, I am his choice. It was his prerogative. He decided, I am the one he wants. And he has adapted me. So I have inheritance in him. So now I know who I am in him. You know, this girl, this girl doesn't think how she was back in the day. See, my objective is to convince you that you are his choice. I don't know whether you understand. My, my objective is that by the time I finish this little chat with, with you, you will believe that indeed you are his choice. He has chosen you. Like this girl, you have been chosen. Hallelujah. You are, say, I am his choice. First uh, John 2, 12 to 14. It doesn't matter whether you are young, whether you are old, whether, where you come from, who you are, you have chosen. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven. Say, a little child is chosen. 
For his name's sake, he has chosen you. Verse 13. I write to you, fathers. How many fathers are here? You are a father, but you have been chosen. Hallelujah. You have been chosen in him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men. How many young men are here? A young man, you have also been chosen. Hallelujah. Because you have overcome the wicked one. I write to you, little children, because you have known the father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you. And you have overcome the wicked one. Young people, I came to tell you that, listen, don't take what God has given to you for granted. You are strong. Contrary to what the world is saying, you are strong. Contrary to what your peers are saying, you are very, very, you have overcome. You have overcome. You know, a few years ago, a few years ago, before you came, there were some young people here. There were about, how many were they? There were about 20 young people. Out of the 20, the ones that stayed were less than six. And out of the 14, about five of them ended up in jail. About a few of them became drug addicts. Some became lesbians. Some became gothics. They were here. This same, this corner. This is where they used to be. But for some reason, they did not overcome the pressures of life. In this same building, in this same building, a few years ago, they used to gather here every Friday. Ten years exactly ago. Their parents, some of them, when they are here being, uh, uh, being taught how to play the instrument and being pastored, their parents will come and fight here. Because it's past nine o'clock and we are keeping their children. And so some of them, they fought their children and told us that they would never let their children come here again. After a while, they were in jail. Somewhere, they used to come to the same place across the road on the park to sell drugs. Kids who used to be here. But they were not chosen. They could not overcome. But the ones who overcame are still here. I said, the ones who overcame have gone on to do better things. Am I talking to somebody? You have been chosen. Somebody have been chosen. Now, if you have been chosen, then God has a reason for choosing you. Amen. God has a reason for choosing. The reason, the first reason that God has for choosing is because he wants you to be the salt of the earth. Matthew. If you have been chosen, there's a reason why he's chosen you. Hallelujah. Matthew, chapter number 5, verse 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth. Somebody say, I am the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Amen. If the salt loses its flavor. To be a salt means 
to be one that adds value. How many have eaten food that has no salt? And how did it taste? Oh, I'm asking a question. How did it taste? Tasteless. It, it tasted bad. But as soon as you add the salt, what happened? Young people, I'm talking to you. You add the salt. Have you ever gone to KFC and you, you tasted and there was the, the fries or the, um, the chicken and it didn't have salt and it tasted bland for you? Isn't it? On the fries and you put some salt on. As soon as you put the salt on, it changes its flavor. In the same way, God has chosen you to be the salt. To add flavor at your workplace. To add flavor where your friends are concerned. When your friends meet and they are talking nonsense, you are supposed to be the salt that adds flavor to that meeting. When you go to your family meeting and they are talking, when you come there, you are supposed to be the salt that makes a tasteless food palatable. When your friends gather at the, is it Brigitte? Is it Brigitte? Or best one? You know best one? Abby Green. Those who go to Abby Green, they know best one. What happens in best one? It's not a good thing. But if you are the salt of the earth, when you get to best one, all the nonsense must stop. You see, if you're a Christian and people are happy to swear around you, it means you're not the salt. Uh, can I say that again? If people are comfortable swearing around you, people are comfortable lying around you, people are comfortable cheating around you, it means you are not affecting. You see, the Bible says when the salt loses its flavor, it is good for nothing. Hallelujah. Salt preserves. Am I talking to somebody? Salt is, you know the world is decaying. And the only reason why uh, God hasn't destroyed the world till date is because of you and I. But he says that if we fail in our job, if we fail in the reason why he has called us, if we fail in, in, in making the world preserving the world, the world will decay. Hallelujah. It's so unfortunate that we have allowed this type of LGBT whatever people and all those type of people to have more voice in our land than we. You know what Pastor Gola was talking about? You know, uh, now it's just Mr. and MX. It's like all of us, none of us have taken a stand. We have just accepted because we have forgotten that we are the salt of the earth. We are supposed to preserve the decency of the world. Hallelujah. We are the ones who are supposed to raise an objection at our workplace. Raise an objection when you are filling a form. Raise an objection when you see something that is not... The, the world is going left. You can see it. We all can see it. What are you doing? You are supposed to be the salt of the earth. When the salt loses its flavor, it is good for nothing. They put it on the floor and people step on it. Are you going to be stepped on? Or are you going to add flavor to your world? 
chosen for change. Hallelujah. Listen, I don't care how many we are. I don't care how few we are. If we are loud enough, the world will listen to us. Oh, I don't think you heard what I said. I said, I don't care how, how young we are, how weak we seem. If we are loud enough, the world will listen. ISIL, IS, or whatever they call them, they were, ISIS, there were a few young people that decided that they were ready to kill themselves, to die for what they believed in. Immediately, every, there was no news in the world that did not talk about them. Day and night. Why? Because they became the salt. How many know that poison is more potent than millions of water? One drop in that water immediately. See, salt and food, the food can be a lot. The salt is small. But when the salt is put in the food, it changes the whole pot. Those who like too much salt. Well, you see, when you cook, nobody can eat. <laughs> you invite your girlfriends, you invite your boyfriends to come and eat your food. And they can't, they, they think, hello, I'm full, I'm full. <laughs> so uh, pack it, give me a, a, what do you call it, takeaway. As soon as they get out of your house, they put in a bin because <laughs> it's too much salt. Hallelujah. But that is the power of salt. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm saying? That's the power of the salt that you carry. You see, don't underestimate who you are. Don't underestimate the power you have. Don't underestimate the, the, the spiritual power you hold. I don't care how dark the room is. The smallest light will change the ambience of the room. How many understand what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how dark the room is. It doesn't matter how tasteless, the, how big the food is and how tasteless it is. Your salt would make a difference in the food. Am I making sense? Your salt will make a difference. So please, don't allow your saltiness to go. Some of us at work, the workplace, we just pretend as if we, don't, we are not salt. We pretend as if we are just, uh, what do you call it? Sugar. Ask you, what did you do? People are happy to talk about they went to the gay bar, they went to this place, they went to a nightclub, they, they, they slept with somebody they don't know, they, and everything. They are, they are happy to talk about it. They ask you, where did you go? You, you are afraid to say you went to church. Shame on you. Listen, people may not agree with you, but they respect you because you believe something. I don't know whether you heard what I said. They may not agree with what you believe in. They may not agree with your faith, but they'll respect you because you have a faith at least. Hallelujah. Stop being shy of who you are. Stop being shy of the God that you serve. Stop being shy of the salt that you are. Hallelujah. Be proud. The person who is wearing the, what do you call it, rainbow colors and walking proudly in town, they walk with pride. How come you cannot wear a t-shirt that says Jesus saves and go to town? Say it's pride month. So every day they are changing different clothes. How come you can't wear 
Jesus saves. Jesus loves you. Chosen for change. On your t-shirt. And walk in town proudly. It is an opportunity for somebody to say, what change are we talking about? Ah, you shouldn't have asked. Now let me tell you the change I'm talking about. Now that you ask. Ask me and let me explain to you. Hallelujah. You are the salt. Salt is something that when you take a fish that is going bad, when you salt it, it becomes edible. The world is going bad. But if we apply our saltiness into the world, the world will be preserved. Hallelujah. Our generation is going bad, but if we add the salt we have into our generation, see, don't be afraid of those who laugh at you. They are laughing at you because they don't understand you. But if you continue for a while and maintain and persist, immediately they will begin to respect you. The same people who are laughing at you will come around and ask you, please tell me more. I remember when I started this work, work, I was dead. I never told anybody I was a pastor. One day, my boss just walks to my table and says, you're a vicar. I said, what? You're a vicar. How did you know? This woman never liked me from the first day to the day I left that place. And I know why. And she was the first person. She looked at me straight in the eye and said, you're a vicar. And she told the vicar is a pastor. She looked at me because she comes from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we never, I mean, this woman tried every trick in the book to try and put me in trouble. Every day. I was at that place for about seven years. Every day she would set a trap. And you know what? As soon as she set the trap, she would be the one who would fall in the trap. Every day. Every scheme, 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 scheme. And it's like, she's the boss. She will scheme, 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 scheme. She will fall in it. Till the last day. I decided when I was ready to leave. And I said to her, you know what? That same person, one of my colleagues fell into depression. Told the colleague that the only person who can help you is Chris. Go and speak to Chris. She Never liked me. She set a meeting for me to go and counsel somebody in the workplace. I took the person to the prayer room. We have a prayer room there. And I counseled her. I said, do you mind me praying for you? She said, no. I prayed for you. Hallelujah. You see, if you maintain your saltiness, they may despise you, but one day they'll come to you. I say they will make despise you. Do you know salt makes you thirsty? When you put salt in anything for a while and you drink something that is very salty, you become thirsty. And the test is the desire for God. When you, are, you show your test, your saltiness, somebody will desire God. 
because of you. Hallelujah. Let your salt show forth and let their test come up. And they will come to you and say, can you give me water? Do you know that when you are thirsty and there's only one source of water, you don't mind begging for that. It, don't mind, it doesn't matter whether the person is below you, whether the person is above you, you go to that person because you are thirsty. Hallelujah. This same woman had a child who had, I think, autism or something. The child should give no problems. Every time they would be calling from school, she would go and slap the teacher and some, some crazy things. When she was at the weakest, came to say, Chris, can you pray for my son? This same person who is from somewhere. Hallelujah. You have also been chosen to be the light. Let's end with that. You are the light of the world. Hallelujah. Young people, we've been chosen to become the light of the world. There's a song we sing, this little light of mine, I am going to let it what? Shine. Hallelujah. You see, when the light source is, the battery is getting weak, then the light becomes ineffective. But when you charge the light, it becomes a, a glowing light that brightens the room. Hallelujah. How do you charge your light? You charge your light by reading your Bible. You charge your light by, by reading the word of God. You charge your light, you know, as you guys were talking, by, by feeding on the word of God. Young people, don't get caught up with the world. Hallelujah. In 1 John 2, 15, it says, I love not the world. Nor the things that are in the world. Because the things that are in the world, they are passing away. They are fleeting. The things that are in the world, they are passing. What is in the world? The last of the flesh, the last of the eyes, and the pride of life. And these things, all these things are not of the world. They are not of the Father. They are not of God. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So, don't laugh. You see, oh, it's like, oh, what you guys were doing, isn't all gospel rap? What rap is nicer than gospel? What music? The, the world comes to the church to copy what we do. Our sound and pervert our sound. And then you, as for me, I don't like gospel. I like, no, no, you don't understand. They came here to steal it from us. All these stars you are thinking about, they started from church. And the same sound they perverted. Hallelujah. So the original music is from here. Be very proud of the sound that you have. Be proud of who you are in Christ. Wear your Christianity out. That's your safest bet. Am I talking to somebody? Because when you are lukewarm, you easily be blown away. When you allow your light to shine bright, Nothing will confuse who you are. Hallelujah. Nothing will confuse you or who you are. And God is looking for people like that. He says that you are the salt of the earth and the light. You have been chosen to be. And so my prayer for you is that you, you will stand up from today and rise up as a, a young person and be proud of what God has made you. Stand to your feet.